0: Welcome to the Between the Bytes Blogcast, recorded Wednesday, May 4th, 2011. I'm Reagan William, Editor-in-Chief at Between Bytes. With me today is Senior Editor at Between Bytes, Daniel James, and our guest, Matt Eric. Welcome, guys. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Alright, so, uh, what we're doing here on this podcast is... Uh, We're just going to talk about uh, the tech news of the week. This is going to be a, hopefully, weekly podcast. We'll see if we're able to pull this off. But if you guys are ready, we're just going to jump right into it. Alright, so our first story, uh, Sony has responded to Congress. Their PSN, the PlayStation Network, uh, got hacked. We don't know exactly by who. There are rumors flying around everywhere, uh, but they did get hacked. They've said uh, to the to uh, Congress, all 77 million, 77 million PSN accounts were compromised. Okay, so what, what they've said is essentially that they kept everything but credit card numbers. They kept the credit card numbers. Those were encrypted. Everything else was stored in an unencrypted database or at least a not well-encrypted database. This is just... I mean, this is kind of insane. Do you think this is going to be a problem for Sony? I mean, it's going to be a problem, but is it going to be a big problem or just kind of one that they'll be able to take care of pretty quickly?
1: Um, I don't know. Because <clears throat> looking at the, um, what, they, what was um, compromised, I think that PlayStation is, is <clears throat> kind of hurting in their con- Xbox with um, the PlayStation's... Uh, they had that new program... Kind of has an answer to connect, and connects to doing pretty good. PlayStation isn't, so... Oh,
0: right, PlayStation's move.
1: Yeah, that. And I think they really have to scrap... They have to do something epic to really get back into being competitive with Xbox anymore.
2: Yeah, Matt, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. I, I just think that this is probably going to hurt their reputation and... Yeah, I mean, who's going to sign up for an account when it gets hacked and all their information gets stolen? So.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's things uh, like your login name, your password, your phone number, your gender, your birthday, your email address, your name. They said that no U.S. credit cards were compromised, but ten thousand seven hundred debit record uh, accounts in Germany, Austria, Netherlands, and Spain could have possibly lost their bank account number and then uh, the information that goes with that, which is just uh, insane. Uh, I I have no idea. I mean, this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely a wake-up call. Um, I think it'll bring just a whole new uh, view, po- view on giving your bank account number to online companies like PlayStation Network or, you know, even other things like eBay and such. I think it'll really... Mm -hmm. really change things. And even if they do, even if they have like the, like totally upgrade their systems, have the best, best security ever, I think still, they're just not going to be able to get people to trust them as much.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, You mentioned eBay. Don't even get me started on PayPal. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, Moving right along. We're going to the back in the game segment, uh, where we talk about gaming news. If there is any, Nintendo has confirmed that there is a successor to the Wii coming in, and it's going to be previewed at E3. Uh, There are rumors that the controller is going to feature a 6.2-inch display, all kinds of crazy things, calling it, you know, Wii Stream, which I think is a really horrible name. (laughs) A really horrible (laughs) name for this, but... uh, uh, So what do you think... uh, any ideas? Uh, any kind of thoughts on uh, what the next Wii you think will include or will need to include to stay competitive?
1: Well, first thing in my opinion is better graphics because um, I, I played Force and Leech*. Oh. Um, I played it on the. I've seen kind of um, screenshots from uh, the like the ending uh, ending little clip, movie clip, mm-hmm. and then I've. Watch it on the Wii, and the Wii, honestly, the Wii graphics suck. There's just no way to get around that. Yeah, they it, suck.
0: I, I mean, I own a Wii. I, Matt, do you have a Wii? Uh,
2: no, um, but I know, but I think that um, Nintendo's uh, the way they can use the um, little controllers to um, use the to control the Wii. I think it's. Um, I personally like the Xbox Connect, Connect better. I just um, think I don't really like the controller method anymore i think when we move on to the uh where the camera captures our movement and we can control the game that way i personally like that better
0: well yeah and i think it's cool they're thinking of you know there are reports of a 6.2 inch lcd display which i've heard is extremely difficult to manufacture and still keep it at a low price Uh, but you know that would be cool because i i've heard people talk about you know when you're playing Madden with someone, obviously Madden isn't very good on the Wii right now. It's kind of got They've kind of got like a, almost a kid's dumbed-down version of Madden on the Wii. It's not even close to anything. I mean, even the game on iOS, I think, is better than the game on the Wii. It's kind of insane. But, you know, that would be cool if you have your playbook down there so suddenly the person you're playing can't see your play, which really changes gameplay in games like Madden, or uh, maybe someone can't see where you are when you're trying to snipe them, because like, if you're playing co-op mode, even on any kind of game console, you, know, you can see them in the building and, uh, ahead, and when you're playing someone who is much better than you are, uh, they know where to go to shoot you. So, I mean, that, that always bothered me, because I was never very good at 1st uh, person shooter games. Yeah, I think
1: um, we have to give Wii some credit, because they really changed the game back in 06 when they introduced the Wii. I mean, seriously, everybody wa- wanted to play Wii Sports. And, you know, yeah. now, in 2011, it is five years old, and it is outdated. So I'm kind of, I'm actually excited to see what we will, Nintendo will come up with, because they changed the game once, and they're saying that they're going to change the game again, and I can't help but believe them, because they, they have done that.
0: And uh, the 3DS uh, isn't bad. Uh, I mean, there's no 3D glasses, which is awesome for the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, okay. like <laughs> that. And uh, actually, the most interesting part of it, I think, is the augmented reality stuff, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I th- I, ha- I can't help but think that right now they've got the right people in place uh, to do uh, some awesome stuff. Uh, speaking of games, Daniel, you wrote a review of a game that's currently in beta called Minecraft?
1: They've just been taking this revolutionary game and making it
0: more and more revolutionary, honestly. Awesome. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to check that out, by the time you get this on iTunes, it'll probably be up. It'll be it's between bytes, b y t e s. Extremely nerdy there. Betweenbytes.wordpress.com. So check that out. All right, uh, Apple tree. That's uh, what we call our segment on Apple, and there is a lot of Apple news. Um, first up, Apple's refreshed their iMac lineup quad-core Sandy Bridge processors, uh, FaceTime HD, and Thunderbolt. Honestly, I haven't paid really much attention to the iMac just because it is, is—it's. Uh, I think it's one of the most expensive Mac models you can get. Uh, so I haven't paid much attention to it. Uh, but, I mean, you know, uh, Apple's obviously committed to Thunderbolt. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Any thoughts on the new iMacs, guys?
1: Um, I just kind of have a uh, question of how many times has Apple released a new iMac or a no, new OS? They just keep on coming out with new stuff that's almost pretty much the same. Because I bet that if you looked at some of the first model, first, like, OS, um, Apple OSs and such,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and looked at the current ones, I don't think you'd find much differences, many, many differences.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously there's an upgrade in technology, but, yeah, in, in a general sense, you know, everything includes a web browser, uh, email client, you know. Um, the Mac App Store is kind of interesting. I mm-hmm. wish I had a Mac so I could try that out, uh, but, you know. When
1: I'm talking about the interface and such. It's just pretty much exactly the same. Well, right, yeah. But, you, you know, you have to say the same Windows too, but still. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, on. Yeah, it's kind of kept the same idea going uh, for uh, quite uh, a while. I mean, so. Um, So we are going to go on. Uh, Phil Schiller says that the white iPhone is not thicker than the black one. Uh, We've got, there's a, uh, this article is on CNET. And uh, I'm, uh, as I'm reading this, I'm also staring at a picture uh, showing the white iPhone larger than the black iPhone. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I mean, uh, all over the place, you know, supposedly Consumer Reports uh, took a look at the, and measured it and said, oh, it's not bigger. Some say they didn't use the, quite the right measuring techniques, and they rounded off, which obviously, since it's only 0.2 millimeters, uh, you know, wouldn't think it'd make a huge difference, but I've heard that it is kind of a problem on the really tight cases. And I'm not sure if these are just uh, review units that they've gotten that are bad or issues with quality control or if all of them are like this. I haven't actually seen a white iPhone. Uh, so I, I almost wondered if this was a jab <laughs> at the case manufacturers, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but what do you guys think? Is this an issue with quality control or is Apple uh, taking a jab at the case manufacturers, which we'll explain in a minute?
2: Um, I don't know. I've seen multiple pictures, and so what it seemed like is uh, a white iPhone pretty much does look a little bit thicker, not by much, than the black one. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I mean, what, 0.2 millimeters? It's not Yeah, it's not that much.
0: and we're going to talk about the iPhone 5 more a little later, uh, but... <clears throat> Yeah, um, but anyways, I just I was almost wondering if this was a little jab at case manufacturers. The reason is, is uh, there's a report now that uh, Foxconn, a couple of Foxconn workers, they manufacture a lot of the stuff for uh, Apple's Ooh. products. Um, supposedly, a couple of their workers were arrested. Back at uh, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show of this year, there were a mock-up of iPad 2s, which turned out to be almost identical to the actual one. And apparently case manufacturers got a hold of these and started creating iPad 2 cases before there was an iPad 2. And Gadget got a hold of one of these and took some pictures and posted them, and it, it was almost dead on. Uh, Apple's obviously not happy. They had troubles uh, keeping the uh, iPhone 4 <laughs> design a secret, so I was almost wondering if this wasn't a jab back at the case manufacturers for that. Haha! <laughs> 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 White iPhone thicker than the black by two millimeters. Take that, plastic case manufacturers. <laughs> I think it is. I do find it a little bit. I mean, obviously these guys are in unfortunate circumstances being arrested, but I do kind of uh, find it kind of funny that they're arrested for leaking an iPad 2.
1: Yeah, I guess they could, you know you have to accept that because who wants, who doesn't want to have the first iTouch ever,
0: you know? Well, it wasn't a working model, but it was a mock-up of the hardware, which was almost dead-on. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I I do find that kind of funny, not because they got arrested, but just the fact that it got leaked and Apple is uh, kind of mad about it. Uh, we're going to move on. iOS 4.3.3 3 is out, uh, supposedly fixing the location issues. Uh, apparently, you know, they had allocated 2 megabytes of data to store a cache of when your iPhone or iPad 3G. This doesn't affect iPod Touches or Wi-Fi only iPads. Mm. Anyways, when the 3G models of either iPhone or iPad pinged a cell tower, uh, it would store that location. Apparently, 2 megabytes is enough to store about a year's worth of location yeah. data, which... Uh, is not kept encrypted uh, which is kind of a problem as we saw earlier with Sony uh, but it's left on the computer unencrypted backed up on the computer, it's on the device unencrypted Uh, so supposedly they're fixing this. Now if this hadn't have been brought up, Apple do you guys think Apple would have fixed this or even considered it
2: a problem or would they have just let it go? Nah. I don't think, I think they would have let it go. I don't think if if, um, a lot of people are freaked out now that Apple knows where they are, or supposedly that's what they think, and I think it's now Apple's, um, doesn't want all the bad attention, and so now they're fixing it, but...
0: Uh, yeah, some people are calling it Location yeah. Gate, they had Antenna Gate a while back. Um, people are kind of freaking out, saying, oh, my smartphone suddenly knows where it is, this is an extremely smart phone, you know, and, um... I find it funny. It's like, uh, if you're buying a smartphone, you should know that it's pinging cell towers, and you should know that you're probably going to be tracked. Uh, It's like, if you don't want to be tracked, don't get an iPhone. Don't get on the internet. I mean, if you're creeped out about Google or Microsoft or Apple knowing too much about you, don't buy their products, don't use their services. Yeah, but, you know, I think there there is at least a little cause for concern, because
1: I was logged by some random, and this guy was going open up his computer, open up this map, and it had these points, whatever they were, for the past, you know, who knows how
2: long.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember who did that, but there's a Mac app in the Mac App Store, I believe now, that'll allow you to look at that data. They, they purposely fudged the numbers some, so that if someone got a hold of it and used this application, they couldn't use it to pinpoint your exact whereabouts, but they gave you a general idea. Although some people have said, you know, I went on vacation uh, in San Francisco or whatever, and I live in New York, and it didn't show me being anywhere in San Francisco. So I'm not sure if that has to do with the iPhone knows, you know, generally where you live because you signed up with an address and whatnot. I don't know. Kind of weird. People are kind of freaking out. You don't want to be tracked. Don't buy an iPhone. Don't buy a smartphone. (laughs)
1: Yeah, or at least... If you're, if you're technologically advanced, I would say it probably be pretty easy to like regularly move that stuff Oh yeah or just you know, an iPod touch and it does per- like 99 percent of the things that my phone does except make calls honestly and that even you, you can think yeah I mean I've got can't get uh, 3G
0: yeah I've got a text-free app uh, which is pretty cool and I'm also um, having issues with it, but I'm using Google Voice um, anyway. Uh, moving right along. Uh, I, this is the one I've been waiting for. iPhone 5 rumors. So there are rumors flying all over the place about is Apple going to release it at WWDC, which it doesn't sound like they are because manufacturers aren't getting orders from Apple for parts. Uh, it sounds like they might preview one at WWDC and release it in September or maybe not even talk about it and just talk about iOS. Uh, but there have been reports of a larger screen. Uh, a cheaper iPhone um, with less features, maybe an iPhone Nano, which is smaller, near-field communications, you know, all this stuff. Uh, predictions. Uh, let's start with Daniel. What do you predict that the next, uh, the iPhone 5, what is it going to look like? Is it going to have same design as iPhone 4? You know, what kind of stuff is going to be in it? What are they adding?
2: Um, I definitely think they're probably going to have... Uh, much better camera. Like uh, I've heard some um, rumors that they're going to have a eight megapixel camera. Um, like the um, a third generation um, iPhone had a, had a camera. I couldn't take video. And then the fourth generation, it had a slightly better ca- uh, camera. It could take video. And I just think they're as technology advances. I think they're going to keep updating the hardware to um, just keep along with uh, the other companies, and I probably think that they are going to expand storage, um, maybe, uh, with 32 gigabytes instead of the 16 regular, uh, one, the default, and then as the uh, yeah. And then have the 64.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's what I think. So Apple introduced a new kind of design for iOS devices with iPod Touch, right? It's kind of got this, uh, a, like, flattened back with the beveled edge and stuff. Uh, eh, earlier this year, they released iPad 2. You know, same idea, same look. Why would they streamline iPod Touch and iPad without streamlining the iPhone? I think the design has just caused too much of an uproar. I think people kind of like the circular design. I mean, I've held iPhone 4. It's okay, but it is kind of slippery without a case, I think. Um, so I think they're going to go with the iPod Touch design, um... Just because, I mean, they're streamlining iPod Touch and iPad, why wouldn't they just put iPhone kind of in the same boat? And maybe they want to avoid confusion between iPod Touch and iPhone, uh, so maybe they won't change it. But I'm predicting that they will. Uh, I'm also not predicting a larger screen. Reason why is fragmentation. Some Developers right now have to write two versions of their app. One for the... I guess it's about a 3.5-inch screen for iPhone and iPod Touch, and they have to write one for, you know, whatever size, for the iPad, essentially. If you add another screen size, you know, these apps won't just auto-format. They'll, I mean, like, news apps and stuff, they'll probably be okay. But specialized apps are set up special ways that they're going to become distorted with a larger screen, meaning developers are going to have to write yet a third version of their app uh, to keep up, which I think Apple's not going to do. Um, uh, probably thinner, 8 megapixel camera, uh, I'm almost wondering if they're waiting till uh, fall so they can add uh, 4G, which is really doesn't exist, it's LTE, uh, which is the, the um, uh, data processing uh, for the networks, Verizon and AT&T are both getting into LTE, which is faster than 3G, uh, so that would be cool. Excuse me. All right. Uh, Alright, a lot of BlackBerry news. BlackBerry's having their BlackBerry World Conference. I don't know if it's over yet, but... Excuse me. Uh, They announced video chat and Facebook apps uh, coming in May to the Playbook. Um, Are you guys kind of shocked that, despite the fact that the BlackBerry Playbook, RIM's tablet, uh, came with a front-facing camera, it had no video chat out of the box? No Skype, nothing.
1: That's 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 honestly surprising, because honestly, if I put a camera on a front of a device, the first thing I think is video chat, and that's probably the first thing that a lot of potential buyers think, and they don't see in
0: the playbook, at least yet. Um, and I think there's a thing, too, I mean, the casual, I don't know if they're gearing this toward casual users or not, but... They've got, you know, the playbook, and suddenly, I mean, there's already been two updates shipped, actually a third update shipped recently, adding BlackBerry Messenger, but, I mean, they're going to be updating this thing every two weeks. Are you think that's going to scare off people who just, you know, want to set up an iPad and not bother to update the software to get features, because they've already got really everything they need, and everything else is just kind of, you know, extra? And you think this is going to scare off those people?
2: Um, I don't think it's really going to scare them off. It might be an annoyance after a while. Like, I don't really, um, like, want to hook up my uh, to iTunes every two weeks and update the software, but that's just me. Yeah.
0: Well, okay, the other thing I find interesting is that it's going to get a dedicated Facebook app. I believe this is, uh, if I'm right, Facebook is actually doing the app, uh, but the interesting thing is that, uh, if I'm correct, Facebook has said that they're not doing tablet apps because they don't view them as mobile devices, why are they suddenly doing a tablet app? An app for a tablet? It's a seven-inch tablet. But it, why are they doing an app for this now? After they've said you know they're not doing an app for Facebook for iPad? Why?
1: Um, I think it might just be uh, just trying to stay competitive. Because you know, you probably think about it. The most visited website is probably Facebook. I don't know, honestly don't care. But uh, actually, you know, the fact is, you do to I think extending to, uh, to tablets is a good thing to do. And I think even if they do take the said about not accepting tablets, I think that they will start to do that because tablets are starting to really grow yeah. in the market.
0: I just don't understand. Like, they say they don't view tablets as mobile devices, so they're not doing apps and say, oh, we're doing a playbook app. Um, isn't that not a mobile device since you said tablets aren't mobile devices? I'm just kind of confused. So I uh, I don't know um, yeah that's that that's confusing me. <sighs> All right, Rim and Microsoft are allying in the smartphone wars. Um, Microsoft is bringing Bim Bing <laughs> Bim <laughs> they're bringing Bing search and maps to uh, BlackBerry devices. They'll be shipping with the BlackBerry OS seven as the preferred. Search engine, I say preferred and not default, because apparently the carriers have the ability to change them, uh, so they could change it back to Google and then sell the BlackBerry. Uh, Google back to the default search, that is. Um, If I'm not mistaken, RIM and Microsoft compete in the area of smartphones, and I'm kind of confused why Microsoft is suddenly allying with RIM on this. (laughs) The funny thing is they had their earnings call recently, and things are pretty good. Uh, mobile advertising profits were down. Actually, I think they were in the red on that one. But because of the Kinect, Xbox sales were through the roof. Windows Seven is doing well. Um, Windows Phone Seven is still trying to get up on its feet, but they're not really worried. Uh, uh, I happen to think differently, but um, so and then their stock dropped, uh, which is kind of confusing. And Microsoft stock, I've looked at it. It's like it's been stagnant. I mean, it's been, I think it's 25 bucks a share or something. It's been like that for years. Um, so I have no idea what's going on with their stock. Apple's stock is through the roof. Google's stock is through the roof. You know, it's like 500, 600 bucks or whatever. It's insane. But uh, uh, Microsoft stock is just not, It's. It, I wouldn't buy. <laughs> Which is not uh, expert advice by any means, but honestly, I, I wouldn't buy.
1: Well, here's, here's a way to put, put in perspective. Uh, you know, Apple puts out the iPhone, you know, four or five years back, and everyone copies them. Apple puts out the iPad, everyone copies them. You know, mm-hmm. Microsoft has pretty much been just trying to copy everybody else instead of trying to go for something completely unique and really taking a risk. Well, it's
0: interesting that you say that. Microsoft's been in the tablet business. They've been trying to do that for years, actually. None of them ever got off the ground. I think it's because Windows was not a good tablet OS. Suddenly, Apple comes out and does it awesome, and then Microsoft is like, Cud, <laughs> what do we do? We've been doing this for years. What did they get right? I think it had to do mostly with the OS. Windows really isn't built for touch. We'll see if they fix that in Windows 8. Um, there were, uh, I guess it's been confirmed now. Android apps are going to be on the Playbook. Uh, playbook is obviously manufactured by RIM, uh, which makes Blackberries, which are considered the most secure smartphones out there. Uh, why are they allowing Android apps, which Google had problems with having malware-infested Android apps in their Google market, why are they suddenly allowing Android apps on the Playbook? And do you think there's going to be security issues there?
1: Well, look at it this way. You take the most dangerous criminals and put them in the most secure sales. So I think that, you know, introducing Android apps into a secure operating system with the BlackBerry, I think that um, as long as they keep like keep the um, keep the apps down, make sure they don't have too much control over the, or uh, as much access to the device, I think they do that, there's really not too
0: much of a problem there. Yeah, uh, I suppose so. Uh- I feel that it also says is that Rim we're not uh, Rim is saying we're not confident in our developers so we need to go get Android developers and have them just port our app, uh, their apps over to our platform uh, which I think might be a true assessment honestly I mean there are very not enough BlackBerry apps I, I there's nowhere near the amount even uh, on iOS or the Android market which are growing uh, by the boatload I love iOS apps. I mean, there are a lot of good quality apps on the App Store and Apple, so it does a good job of bringing those to the front. Um, oh.
1: You know, if you don't have good apps, there's really not point. Not much point of getting it. And I think stay competitive with like an iPad which has tons and tons of you know, great software to put on it, a lot of it for free. They really want to compete with that. and The only competition to that is Android. Yeah.
0: Um, actually, let's let's stop right here. I thought of something. Uh, what if we do, you know, like an analysis of the tech products that we own and use constantly, so people can get to know us? Uh, I'll start. I own uh, a bottom of the line HP Windows Seven student laptop. Uh, what that means is that it's two gigabytes of RAM, so it's not a powerful computer. It's good enough to do my podcast and stuff, but uh, it would probably, it, I would say it might freeze and crash on Photoshop, which I don't have because it's so expensive, but it, if I did, it would, um, so that's, that's my computer, and that's purely, I would buy a Mac if I had the money, uh, but obviously they don't sell Macs for 300 bucks, which is what I got this for, so, uh, I also have an iPod Touch, which I use, uh, pretty good, uh, quite often, and, uh, I do play Angry Birds, uh, I have all three versions. Uh, so, uh, Matt, what kind of computer do you own? Do you own a mobile device? And do you play Angry Birds?
2: <laughs> uh, I have an HP Mini 210. It's, uh, it's a small netbook. I got it for around uh, $250. It's pretty cheap, one gigabyte of RAM, about 130 gigabytes. Um, and it's, I, I mean, it works good for what I use it for. I use it on the go. It's a pretty mobile laptop, and you know, I think, I'd recommend it, and um, I have an iPod Touch, and <laughs> I use it often. And I do. Do you have all books. three versions? No, I only had the first one.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, so that's interesting. And if I'm correct, most of your family uses uh, Family Mac, right? Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah.
0: So is your is your mini laptop running Windows Seven?
2: No, it's uh, running, no, it's uh, uh, uh,
0: running uh, Ubuntu. Oh, that's cool. That is very nerdy. <laughs> I gotta say that. That is nerdy. Yeah. Uh, um, Alright. Uh, uh, yes, Daniel. Um, yes, so my hardware is uh, um,
1: an Asus. Is it Ace or Asus? I, I believe it's Asus. Right. Oh, okay,
2: it's
1: an For Asus. Really? Huh. It's an Asus uh, laptop, got Windows 7, um, 4 gigs of RAM, so I can do a little more. <laughs> Uh I don't have a graphics card, which is the one thing I want to upgrade. That's I'm gonna
2: touch. be tough in a
0: laptop.
1: Yeah. But like trying to play games on this thing is impossible. Even if it doesn't acquire graphics capabilities, it they still run horribly on it. So yeah. I do also have an iPod touch, second gen, so a little behind, but uh I'm also a anti Angry Birds person. I tried tried the light version and stopped after about fifteen minutes.
0: You're one of the people who get stuff done because you say this is pointless, <laughs> and we look at this and say, "I need something to fill time because I don't want to work." So, <laughs> we play Angry Birds. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, there we go. Which is totally different <laughs> than playing Angry Birds. <laughs> um, this last uh, story here. Um, uh, Daniel, you put this one up, so uh, how about you go ahead and talk about that one?
1: All right. So the last thing, the last thing we're going to review over is recently Boeing t- test the test flight on their latest. This is not only a stealth aircraft, but AS aircraft or unmanned freight, uh, air, um,
0: aircraft. So you're saying is nobody's flying this thing?
1: It's flown uh, by, basically by someone bringing a computer. I think it's really taking first step in taking the human equation at war and um, just changing the uh, war a little more. And I think it's the yep. better.
0: And we'll have a link to that picture uh, on our website. So you guys check that out. I'll give you the address. Uh, we're wrapping up here. Um, so the last thing I have on here uh, I've got. So Facebook a while back took away the Become a Fan button and replaced it with a like button. Uh, it doesn't bother me that much, but I thought it would bring back Become a Fan. Uh, I got this idea from another tech podcast. I'm just renaming it, so hopefully we don't get sued. But uh, <laughs> uh, but um, So, uh, something that you become a fan of, a tech product of some sort, uh, whether it's, like, uh, a, an application on an iPhone, or a piece of software, or something on the Mac App Store, or even just uh, a gadget. So, uh, it's what we've become a fan of, and we're going to try to do this at the end of every show. Uh, so here we go. I'll start it off, and I don't think I warned you about this, Matt. So you guys, if you've got a cool iPhone app or a software program you really like, um, so you you think of one. Mine is a mine is an iPhone app. It's called Momento. Essentially, what it is is it is a journaling app for iOS. Uh, I like it. I don't journal until I got this app. I didn't journal till I got this app, uh, because I just didn't really like writing in a journal for uh, much. But this is cool. Uh, you can write in it as a journal. Uh, and it also will pull in uh, feeds from other places. So you could add a feed. In fact, I have. I've added a feed for my Facebook account. So any status update I post, uh, it'll pull that in. Uh, it can do Twitter. It can do Flickr, Instagram, Last.fm, Foursquare everything YouTube uh, web feeds uh, so you can bring in all that stuff that you've posted out there and keep that uh, in your in your uh, journal so I think it's kind of cool I believe it's 299 or 199 on the uh, iOS App Store I don't know if it's on Android uh, if you go on an Android phone you can check and uh, maybe let me know uh, but yeah momento uh, so Daniel James your pick of the week or I guess not pick of the week uh, what have you become a fan of recently? Not I guess not recently. What have you become a fan of?
1: I would um, going back to my Minecraft article I would just say that Minecraft not only as a game but as a software and as a company is just I just love it because with Minecraft they've made, they've designed the software to be fussed with. I mean literally there are forums full of Ways to manipulate the game, like um, add-ons that are fan-built and work amazingly well. There's ways to change like the textures um, uh, in the game, in-game textures, uh, the- what your character looks like. Like um, right now, I'm using Samus from the Metroid games, so my guy walking around is Samus, and all these are designed by peop- just random people to decide to put that on the forums and i think that really
0: and the creators exactly, of minecraft
1: don't care if you do this they i think they want you to do that cuz it's just created a a huge online community for it
0: now that's new uh, a company wanting you to hack their game that's kind of that's kind of cool
1: yeah that then that's why that's why i kind of wanted to write an article about minecraft i you yeah. have more about that on my article
0: yeah so that'll be up i'll uh, we'll give you the link at the end, if you didn't get it earlier, uh, Matt, what have you become a fan of?
2: Hi, so um, on my computer, I've been uh, recently. I've been using Firefox for uh, pretty much the whole time I've had it, and um, I decided to give uh, Google Chrome a try just uh, about a week ago. And um, I, what I can say about it is, I like it a lot. I, the uh, interface is really smooth. I like it a lot more than Firefox. I personally think it's faster. And I just uh, like it. I like the extensions more than in the Firef- in Firefox. Um, you can have extensions, well, similar to what they have in Google Chrome. But I just like uh, the Google Chrome better.
0: Yeah, uh, I actually yeah. use a variation of Google Chrome uh, called Rock oh. Melt. It's pretty cool. It's a social browser. I'll have a review of it. I think next week. This week I have a review of a browser called Seamonkey. And let's just say it didn't get all ten stars. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys can check that out. Um, so, I think that is about it. Check us out uh, on the web, Bytes. that's B-Y-T-E-S, betweenbytes.wordpress.com. You can uh, get uh, check out these articles and more cool stuff. And... Uh, yeah, and then you can email us at uh, betweenbytesblog at gmail.com. I think that's it. Thank um, you, Daniel
1: James. Oh, what's that? Um, just I just wanted to add to that. Uh, we also have um, Facebook up, so we got a Facebook page. I think we have a uh, Twitter page too. Is that right?
0: Yep, yep. We got a Facebook page, we got Twitter. Um, uh, we've actually got a YouTube channel, uh, Daniel James and uh, one of our other senior editors, uh, Bridger Curtis, are looking at doing uh, some videos uh, on more specific topics instead of such broad, uh, broad-ranging broad topics. Uh, so, yeah, just be looking for that. We'll have links to that uh, on our website. Uh, thank you, Daniel James, and uh, thanks, uh, Matt, Eric, for uh, filling in for us, buddy. That was kind of last minute. Yeah, no yeah problem. that's awesome. Uh, all right, any any last words? <laughs>
2: any last words? Well, um, sorry, go ahead, Matt. No, no, I was I was gonna say you can go. All right. Well,
1: as a s- final note, I'm guessing we're gonna say this, Reagan, but today is this very special day. Um, <laughs> you're probably not listen to this on the same day, but today is May the fourth, and it's International Star Wars Day, or May the fourth. Be with you, so. Oh uh, yes! Just personally, think it's great that we're starting this our podcast series and our blog on May the Fourth Be with You Day. So, um, in my final
0: words, it, it doesn't May the 4th get, be with You. it doesn't get nerdier uh, than that. All right, well, hey, uh, thank you, guys. Um, And, uh, yeah, check us out, uh, betweenbytes.wordpress.com. Email us, uh, betweenbytesblog at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Thanks, guys.